0: Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. We are in the book of Hebrews chapter 3. If you want to go ahead and get your Bibles, we're going to dig right in here in just a moment this morning. Uh, Just a little different today. Got my handy-dandy Bible here in front of me i usually use my ipad showed up here at the office this morning ipad just quit working just out of the blue boy technology is a great blessing but can be a great cursing as well so it just calls for a little more work a little more hands-on but i'm a hands-on type fella so uh praise god for these old scofields these old Schofield study bibles it's what i've always used ever since the lord got a hold of me in 1994. And I've had about five or six of them, and uh, just, I guess I just kind of got hooked to the layout and the way once you get hooked on something, you get used to something, and, and uh, you know, we just, well, you just get comfortable with it, and I thank God for uh, the Bibles. Andrew told me when I first got my iPad, he said, always have your Bible, Dad. And I said, okay. And uh, sure enough, you better always have a Bible handy if you're using electronics because, the devil, he don't like it when we're preaching the message that crushed his head. He don't like it when he don't care who's having church. He don't care who's running the aisles and swinging from the chandeliers. He he doesn't care... What's going on? As long as nobody's talking about what crushed his head, because what Jesus did at Calvary is the only thing that sends him running. It's the only thing that resists him. It's the only thing that puts our the the flesh and the sin nature dormant and allows us to live in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! He don't mind. He don't mind the Bible being used. But he don't like it when you preach it and point to Calvary. But we're going to keep doing just that. Hallelujah. Today we're in Hebrews chapter 3. This is part 5 on this 29th day of March 2021. What a great time in the Lord we had yesterday. If you missed yesterday's service, you definitely need to go back and listen to that message entitled Blameless Before God. It was a word from the Lord that we very much need in the body of Christ. As we make excuses uh, using the the, the phrase, well, God, there's no condemnation toward us from God. Boy, that's a, that's a, a fact, a truth, and I'm so thankful for that. But we can surely be to blame for many things, and we'll answer for it in this life and at the judgment seat. So we need to be very well aware of that. If you missed that message, go back. Listen to the whole service. The worship, the music, everything about the service yesterday was just the Lord himself visiting us here at Crossway Church. And I'm thankful for what he's done here. This August will be 16 years in this ministry preaching this message using the entirety of god's word to point to christ and him crucified let's dig in this morning here in hebrews chapter 3 again part 5 today and we will look at verse 12. Uh, this place will uh, scratch our feet and move on into a little deeper uh, from where we were Monday morning. So again, you can watch these broadcasts every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And Friday mornings at 9 a.m., we're now, right now, teaching the book of 2 Timothy. So make sure you join us or catch them uh, whenever you have free time and you can bring your Bible along and learn the words of God's truth because that's what the Holy Spirit's trying to impart to you, the truth of God's word. Verse 12, chapter 3, Hebrews. Take heed, brethren, Brethren, saved folk, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, I know there's a lot of commentaries out there. Matter of fact, just about all, not all, but when I say not all, I mean you're you're going to be hard-pressed to find any other than Brother Swaggart's commentaries. You're going to be hard-pressed you might find them but you, you it's not it's not going to be the most popular and the ones that are out there on the shelves in the bookstores to find men of old or even men today who even Uh, believe that you could depart from the living God, and they'll make things up such as, well, that's not really Christians. I was reading, I think his name is George Williams, big, thick, full Bible commentary, has a lot of wonderful things to say in the commentary, but will lead you uh, astray in certain avenues that he thought. Never using scripture for this once saved, always saved. He he says in his book, I read it yesterday morning, that you can get get close to salvation and even enjoy it and never really get in. Let me tell you something, my friend. You don't know anything about salvation. Jesus said you can't enter enter the kingdom or even see it. You You don't know a thing about it until you're born again. And so some of the comments they 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 make because they don't understand the scriptures in some areas and that being one of them about you can be plucked out, you can be cut off, you can uh, have your name blotted out. You can fall from grace. You can I mean there's so much in the word and when they give reasonings Uh, As to why uh, you can't, they turn these scriptures around that a a Christian can't have an evil heart and cannot depart from the living God because he's been changed. Well, that is really, when when they say those things, they never use scripture. All they do is just use words, words of men's wisdom because there is no scripture to back up what they say. They say you can't be plucked out of the hand of God. Nothing can pluck you out of the hand of God. That's true, but you can walk out of it of your own free will. Paul told the Galatian church, I marvel that you so soon have removed yourself from him. Doesn't mean they were lost, but it sure means they were headed the wrong direction, and the wrong direction could very well end up an eternal destination from a wrong direction. So you better be careful when you're reading behind all those old commentary writers out there, have a lot of good things to say, but it don't mean they said everything right. And they will lead you astray. Watch. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. These are are people who... uh, 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 they, they they begin to move away from the things of God they 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 were saved they were they became believers but they they, they their, their heart began to be evil in, in in their departure from the living God what what does it mean their heart begin their thoughts they they begin to exalt what they think above the word of God the word of God for initial and great example is uh, Christians today don't feel the necessity to serve God the way the Bible says that he demands we serve him. Uh, they, m- millions of Christians don't go to church. They've exalted their thoughts above God's thoughts, God's word. They don't give, and, when, and and many do, but they don't give according to God's word. They just throw something in and hope God appreciates it. Instead of being obedient to the word of God, they, they've exalted their, their thoughts above God's thoughts, which is His Word, and, and there's a, a slow departure. You've heard the old saying, when, when a car, uh, when your car begins to, to miss, you know, start missing a little bit, well, it's eventually going to shut down on you, and that's the way it is. We, we start departing from the living God with our own thoughts, trusting in now what we thinks best, not God. God tells us in His Word what's best for us. And we start exalting our thoughts above God's thoughts, and oh, we try to bring other scriptures in and twist them so that they fit our fleshly desires and and our exalted thoughts above the word of God. But Peter told uh, the the folks in his day when he wrote to them that uh, people are twisting the scriptures, but it's only unto their own destruction. When we twist the Word of God, and we have, when we're not obedient to the Word of God, then then it's only unto our own destruction. And he says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you. He's not talking, pointing to the world out there, the lost folk, lest there be in any of you. And don't listen to, again, don't listen to these commentary writers that try to say all these flaked out things about there was people among them who wasn't really saved. Don't listen to all that. They weren't there. And they have no scriptural proof of that. The only scriptural proof they have of who he was talking to is brothers in the Lord. Okay? Anything else is just their thoughts. A brother is a brother in Christ. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily. How often? At Christmas and Easter we go to church. Once a month? No, daily. Who are you exhorting daily? Now we're talking about am I accepting God's word or am I going to make an excuse? as to why I'm not exhorting folk daily. Do you know that you and I have a greater opportunity now to exhort each other daily than ever before in the in the existence of humanity? We have social media. The devil's using the television to tell his vision. Why can't we use the television to tell God's vision? The devil's using social media to bend and shape this country in a wrong direction. Why aren't you using social media to tell God's vision so that the people of the work can have something to see that's of God. Why aren't you taking advantage of what you have on social media? Because it's your avenue of exhorting, exhorting each other. How often? Daily. Daily. This shows me that our lives, if they're listen, if our lives are only about ministry on Sunday and Wednesday, then we've missed it. We've missed it. We've missed a boatload of opportunity because ministry is daily. Ministry is daily and we should, we should be functioning daily. Amen. We should be in the word, students of the word. We should be growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be have already been delivered from the mindset that that's just the preacher. No, that's that's my blessing and honor and privilege and 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 legacy that of the Lord. That's my inheritance. That's that's what the Lord left me to be able to do, to represent him, to, to study and to fast and to pray and to be functional as a part of the body of Christ hallelujah today to take heed brethren lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God but but everybody say but but don't depart from God an evil heart here's the avenue to keep from it exhort one another daily while you have today while it is called today Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. My goodness, that's a powerful word. The deceitfulness of the sin nature. That's the noun, the word sin there. In, in Romans chapter 6 is where we learn this great truth where the word sin is used 16 times and 15 of the 16 times there it's referring to the sin man, the old sin nature. One time in verse 15 in that 6th chapter of Romans it's used as, the word sin is used there as an act of sin, something carried out but the other 15 times it's referring to the sin nature just like it is here watch exhort but exhort one another don't allow yourself to be carried off through the lust of your own flesh an evil heart departing from God, moving away from the things of God. Oh, still trying to say the right things. But see, Jesus sees all that. He told those in His day when He walked this earth, Your, your, your words, you honor me. You come near me with your words, but your heart is far from me. And we either come near or draw away with our hearts. And a lot of times we like to to try to talk a talk, but we're not walking the walk. And everybody else may think we're walking the walk because we're talking the talk, but Jesus sees straight through to the heart. And my Lord, He's the one we're going to stand before, not each other. No need to try to put a show on for other people in this life. We're to be witnesses unto Him. That's what the Bible says. We're not to other people. We should be a testimony to all people as we're a witness unto Him of what He's given us to witness of Him. And that witness of Him is His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and what He did for us at Calvary. And when that's where our faith is, not where we say that's where our faith is, from the heart we're trusting in that then we're going to be found speaking proper words. Romans 10 and 10, it's not, just, it's not, it's not exclusively held to an initial salvation uh, experience and knowledge there. We are every day to believe with the heart unto righteousness. Not to be born again, again and again, but all of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. And His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Therefore, we must always hear the word of God For faith to come, faith comes by hearing the Word of God in the context of the gospel which reveals the righteousness of God for only in that place do we go from faith to faith. Can we exhort each other daily? The reason we're not exhorting each other daily, the reason we're not taking advantages of the open doors we have is because we're just playing church. We're just playing religion. We better be careful because if, if we're not, how many people have you seen depart from the living God? Oh, now they say all the right things, but with their heart, they've departed from the living God, an evil, unbelieving heart. See, the Word tells us we can fake it out. We can fake each other out. We can fake each other out, but you can't fake God out. We're warned, so it won't happen. We won't depart. But then when we ignore the warning and we do depart, we, turn, we, turn, we, we make this to mean what we want it to mean. Now The Bible says in Revelation, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 12 verse 3, that God dealt to every one of us the measure of faith so that we wouldn't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Therefore, the faith that comes from hearing God's word moves us in the avenue of obedience to God's word or it's not the measure of faith God gave us that we're operating by, but it's our own thoughts are leading us. That sin nature, the, our flesh, the drive of the flesh is leading us. And we'll know that's where we are because we'll get mad at preachers when you hear things like this. If you're not willing to just surrender yourself and be obedient to God and His Word, He's given us the measure of faith so that we can trust Him. Believe Him and be found obedient before Him. Hallelujah. Exhort one another daily. But don't forget the first word because it's the opposite of what will happen if you're not being carried off and departing from God through an evil and unbelieving heart. You will be found exhorting one another daily. See, growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ You're not going to run across very many Christians that are growing in the knowledge and the grace. Now, they're ever learning some knowledge, but to grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ means that you're growing in what he's doing in you. Could we talk about that for a moment today? Grace is not mystical and magical and floating around us. That's the the fantasy land Christianity that exists in the minds of most who have been truly born again today. Hebrews calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of grace. God the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of truth, the Comforter. He is the Spirit of grace. God's grace is what God does. And when God finds that measure of faith in the same object it was in for Him to be able to give you that measure of faith, He goes to work. That's you and I growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is who He is and what He did at Calvary. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ only comes through our believing with the heart upon Him and what He did at the cross by grace through faith. Hebrews 2.9 Jesus tasted death for all men by the grace of God. That means that God was working in Him reconciling us to Himself because God's grace is God at work. God's grace is God's strength made perfect in our weakness. And the Bible says Jesus was crucified through weakness, but yet He lives by the power of God. You and I are weak in Him, the Bible says, but yet we live by the power of God. He had to be crucified through weakness so that it could be by grace, that means what God was doing, because that's what grace is, what God is doing, Amen. And God showed his strength perfect through the weakness of Christ. Such a perfect strength that all can be saved if they will come to God through faith in the shed blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. Hallelujah. That's good, isn't it? God's grace is not floating around. It's God himself looking for a place to work to save, to heal, to deliver, to be, to function in and through us as exhorters daily. You see, we can't exhort each other properly after the Spirit, by the Spirit, unless our faith is in what allows God to move in our lives. And that, my friend, is the grace of God. Are you growing in the knowledge and the grace? of the Lord Jesus Christ or is there just an ever learning but not an acknowledging not a coming to the truth because when the knowledge we have brings us into the truth you've got God at work on your behalf. He's working to conform you into the image of His Son by His Spirit. He's working in and through you to exhort others daily. He's he's doing all sorts of things, but whatever God is doing, it's grace. That's why Paul tells the church in Galatia, you've fallen from grace. How How did the Galatians fall from grace? Because they they changed the object of their faith from literally Christ crucified. We see this in Galatians 3. They're no longer obeying the truth. Obeying the truth is faith in the cross. They fail from grace. They fail from the only place God can work in your life and that's faith in the cross of Christ. Folks who disagree and don't, 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 don't believe that today, the, deceitful in, the, the, the deceitfulness of sin has hardened their heart. It's hardened... It's listen, I understand. It's a place of ignorance, not stupidity. Ignorance means I don't know but God doesn't wink at ignorance. He commands men everywhere to repent. So ignorance is, is no excuse. It's, it's no excuse. If you went out and, 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 and did something horrible and found yourself standing before a judge today and said, well, I, I didn't really know that it was against the law. My friend, you're still going to the state penitentiary if, that, if that's the consequence of that crime. I don't know. You could have known. See, you you could have known. Do, Do you desire to know? Amen. Do you desire? See, God knows the heart of men, women, boys, and girls who don't even desire to know. They're in something social, in a church somewhere, and they feel good about gathering. They feel good about being a part of something, and they're ever hearing, they're ever learning something, but are they coming to the truth? Because if they are, there's going to be fruit for others to see. Not under our own terms of what we call fruit, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of righteousness, hallelujah, glory to God. Righteousness, when righteousness is the fruit, it's unto holiness. And holiness is when when people see the Lord. It's when people see the Lord through you and your ministry. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, while you still have the opportunity. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Through what looks right but's not right. That's that's a, that's a Northeast Texas way to say exactly what deceit is. Deceit is something that appears to be right, seems to be right, but it's not right. And I can be as sincere as I want to be. God's not honoring my sincerity because I can be sincerely wrong. Back to Proverbs 12, 17. I quote it all the time for your benefit, hoping you will go look at it. You will let the Holy Spirit show you what Proverbs 12 and 17 says. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. When truth is spoken, all of God's words are truth. But if they're not being held in that righteous context, they will not show forth His righteousness. Romans 1.18 I hope you'll look at these things. Don't don't be found following me. Follow the truth that you hear. (coughs) So many Christians that I know today are following ministries, following names, following men. They're not following the truth. Of God's Word. They're not hungry for the truth of God's Word. They can sit in ministries like the one we have here at Crossway Church for six, seven, eight, nine, ten years and then find themselves addicted back to that that just reads the Bible to them, just talks to them, instead of presents God's Word in its righteous context, which is Christ and Him crucified. There is a way that seems right to man, but the end of it is death. That's written two or three times in the book of Proverbs. That's because when I go after anything, make anything other than Christ and His work at Calvary on the cross my object of faith, I'm trusting in something that's deceitful. And the sin nature is deceiving me and will slay me. Read chapter 7 of Romans, what Paul wrote happened to him. When I'm not trusting in what Christ did at Calvary, the sin nature is dominating me. Maybe not in the alcohol it used to dominate me in. Maybe not in the, in the, the drugs I used to be bound to. But it's dominant. If the sin nature is ruling, and He is without doubt when my faith is not in the cross, the sin nature revives and we die. What does that mean? It means we walk in a place Where there is no fruit, that means we're heading in the wrong direction. That means we're being deceived. Our hearts are being deceitfully deceived by the sin nature. The sin nature deceives and slays us, Romans chapter 7. And it happens when we're not looking unto Calvary. We need to remember that. That which is deceitful has an appearance of being right. Every preacher preaches that which they think is going to help the people. But if it's not the Word of God in the context of what Christ did at Calvary, it's a word of deceit. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Listen, if what we're offering to the people is not showing them the righteousness of Christ, which is only seen and obtained and experienced through faith in the sacrifice of Christ, then we're laying on the table something deceitful and we're causing a hardened hardness of heart among God's people. I've been there. I've done it as a, as a minister. And again, let's make this statement before I have to quit today. Ignorance. God doesn't go around it. He doesn't honor it. He expects us to repent and He gives us an opportunity. My friends, that's why you're listening to this session of teaching today because God doesn't want you walking in ignorance. God wants you to repent. God wants you to tremble at his word. Listen to this carefully. Those that tremble at God's word are those who can be convicted. That's not the end of it because that that won't do anything unless there is a convincing in my heart, from God, that to me that I'm if unless I'm convict, convicted and convinced, I heard Pastor Wayne Voss say this uh, Saturday night as I watched him minister in Dublin, Georgia. Unless I'm convicted and convinced to go the other way, to put away my vain thoughts and accept God's word again, there will be no true repentance. And there will be no time of refreshing, and there will be a continual travel in the deceitfulness of the sin nature. Don't let your heart be hardened, my friends. Sitting there with a smile on your face, quoting scripture all the time. In church, some of you. Don't let your heart deceive you. Don't follow your heart, follow God's word. Your heart will exalt itself above the Word of God. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit who will only lead you into the truth of God. I pray that none of us come short of that which we've been brought into in these last days. It's a great salvation and it's worthy. It's worthy until the end. That's all we've got time for today. I encourage you, join us every Monday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here as we walk through the great book of Hebrews. I promise you the Lord's going to minister to you. He's going to show you things you've never seen because that's what He's doing today to those who've come back to the place where their faith is in nothing but the cross of Christ. You'll be laughed at and mocked even by those who are in the family of God but it'll be to your benefit and it'll be to your great joy, the Lord says. So just keep clinging to that nail-scarred hand. He loves you. And this is the place, not this building, not here, this place of faith. The faith of the Lord Jesus Christ from which that measure you've been dealt was measured from will take you to the end of your race if you will keep it until the end. If you will hold it dear until the end. Hallelujah. Praise the God. Don't forget to pray for us as we keep running this race, preaching this glorious gospel. You can donate to Crossway Church if the Lord stirs your heart to do so at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to nine zero three Don't forget to sow where the Lord's pouring the truth out into your heart. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.